We are doing all as well today, and I have as my guest, Taylor. She was, what's your last name? I didn't even Moffat. Think. Moffat, I knew that. <laughs> um, she was my daughter's companion on her mission in Canada, Canada Calgary Mission, and um, actually, Reagan trained you, right? Yes, she did. Okay, so Sister Moffat just got home mm -hmm. last week. Is yeah. that true? Okay, so we thought, I thought it would be awesome to get to interview her and talk to her a little bit because the end of her mission was completely different than what she expected and what most of us have in mind as missions because while she was there, COVID hit. So Taylor, tell me how your life changed once COVID hit. Well, I think... In kind of like a mission perspective, we, you know, weren't able to do a lot of the same things that we did or could do as a missionary. And so, you know, tracting was out of the picture. Even going to members' homes was out of the picture. And I honestly felt like we couldn't do anything. We prayed a lot and like an answer came to me in the, like at the very beginning that we should just like do service for people because I was like I don't know what to do I haven't yeah um and so we started doing service and it was still like snowing at the time uh -huh. and so we would go and like shovel people's walks like even just random people we would just take our shovel and go and just see if we could like even like even like less actives and things like that like members of the church and so then doing random service got banned I remember. really yes so, because I was gonna say how did that go over because then you're in contact with yeah. people so then that got banned okay yeah because different like random service would sometimes like lead to people going into people's homes or like yeah. whatever and so they were just like nope that's like so we had to get our service approved before we could do it which is um we had a meeting with our mission president president Keong, <laughs> and um he basically calls all to repentance which i thought was really what i needed because I was in this mindset of, oh, like, this sucks, and yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to be stuck like this the rest of my mission, yeah. and we can't Might do well anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was just kind of like, this is such a downer, like, such a sad way to end a mission or whatever. Yeah. And I just remember him, like, saying, you know, all of us have felt the feelings, like, all of us have felt the feelings of this is hard and, like, we don't know how to do it. And complaining and whatever, and he just said, I just feel impressed to call you all to repentance. And I just remember crying, and I was like, like, kind of like, thank you, Heavenly Father, yeah. because I needed to hear that. I needed yeah. someone to tell me, like, stop pitying yourself, like, yeah. almost, like, yeah. and keep going, and... So then from from that, I kind of like started from square one and was like, okay, what kind of missionary work 
that I do before COVID that I can still do. Like, because tracting and, like, street contacting, it's not even that effective. It isn't. And so I don't know why everyone was, like, in this such a down mood about it and, like, just felt like the only thing that we could really do is was, you know, sit home and study yeah. all day. And so I kind of, like, used one of the harder areas that I worked in and, like, used the things that I did there to kind of start moving forward. And so we started with like contacting the bishops and being like, Hey, what do you need help with? Cause we know that being a bishop is hard. And so we just started like from like, I guess the center of the ward and we just asked him, um, yeah, what can we do to lighten your load? And like, what do you want us to do? And so things started coming out of that. Like, and then we started, we asked the Relief Society president and we asked the Elders Quorum president and we just asked all the, all the Auxiliary. auxiliaries, like, what do you want us to do? And so then they started giving us a name. So we started contacting all these people and like getting to know people. And, and then we would, you know, sometimes they would give us, like, names of people, like, non-members that we could teach and stuff like that, and so we just would contact people through that way, and then we also learned that, like, you can do online work, like, online tracting, if you will, and so we would, like, message, I don't know, 50 people a day, which is, like, so fast, and, like, you can do that within a space of an hour, and Mm -hmm. have tons of conversations with people, and so we would do that, and we would call the people that, like, our auxiliaries gave us, and, um, just saw lots of cool things come from that, and there were still, like, baptisms going on in the mission, and, and, I don't know, I feel like, because we kind of, like, put our faith on the line and just, like, tried a lot of different things, like, besides, like, just wanting to sit around and, um, repenting from, from that bad attitude, the bad attitude, I think the Lord gave us more blessings. We still saw, like, lots of baptisms every month, and I think it was because our attitude Changed. changed and we were able to see miracles yeah and like seek the good out of everything I love that and I yeah like I did too and I think it was all just because of we had such a great leader like That's such a great so mission president mission president that encouraged awesome. us to do that okay so you just led us right into our second question <laughs> since the worldwide fast what miracles have you seen I think for as far as like missionary work, (laughs) like I think more people had time to like from COVID-19 and everything, they had more time to actually think like instead of being busy with all this stuff like sports and, and 
you know, even, like, work sometimes or just different things, um, they, those things were, like, kind of taken away, so it really slowed down for everyone, and, and I think it caused more people to think, and so a miracle, I guess, from, like, the fast or whatever is, I just think that people are more, like, willing to listen to us, like, more willing to, like, just hear us out, even, like, like, and especially, like, on the internet, like, Uh where I found that way hard before COVID-19, I Uh did not know how to talk to people, we would always, whenever we do anything, missionaries would pray, (laughs) so we asked for, like, the guidance of the Spirit, and so we reached out to those people who actually had those questions, or, like, whatever, and were able to seek out those people, so I, I guess more people are more humble. I almost felt like I love that. And and on another podcast, someone said they felt like so many people are searching mm-hmm. for truth more than ever before. Did you did you did it feel like that for you? Yeah, for sure. Like there were so many people that we like would reach out to, and um, you know, we would send them like a basic message of like hey we're missionaries like we're trying to um like reach out to people like about what the purpose of life is like how are you doing and and then they'd be like well yeah like I I've been wondering that like how did you know how to contact me and things like that and so just little miracles like that so that's huge yeah I want you to think either in the last four months or your entire mission, is there, and there's probably more than one, but is there mm-hmm. a specific time that you can recall and share with us where you really felt the Lord let you know that he was aware of you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I remember, I was actually just like thinking about this earlier, but um, I remember I was in an area, this was before, COVID and so I was in an area where I felt like nobody really cared about us and it was it was really hard and I had a hard companion and I just was so like really really sad and sad and down and I honestly like some days I just felt like where are you because this is hard and like I feel like nobody cares about us here and just really like down on myself and just like kind of like pitying myself which I don't know and so I just prayed like no other and I was just like God I just need to know that you love me like I just need to know that you're there because it feels like nobody's there for me right now (laughs) and which I think that's I don't know, maybe that was selfish, but I really needed it, and I needed, like, even though I know he's there, it was, like, I guess I just needed that reassurance, and so I remember, like, praying before we went tracting, which was even hard to, like, do, and it was a very, like, rich area, like, tons of people. I remember like, knocking on the first door, and I was like, okay, that one's okay, like, that was okay, and then we, like, knocked the next door, 
and the lady yelled at us and I was like oh no I was just like I can't take it today I'm just so already feeling so sad and then I knocked on this door next to hers and she like peeked out of her door and the member peeked out of her door on the other side and so um she said sister was like come over here like it's cold outside you like come and get a hot chocolate and so we went in and she told us like I had never met her before but she told us like oh my son's on a mission and and we were just like talking and um she had a really cute dog and I was like oh because I love dogs and so I just was like feeling really good and like glad that someone at least let us in even if it was a member and I just was like so like she's like I just knew that you guys were gonna come today and I just knew that I needed to help somebody today and I just remember like it hit me like a brick wall and I just like we walked out of her house and she just said you know like I appreciate you guys and like if you ever need anything let me know Aww. and so I like walked out of there and I just like had a voice like come to my head like right away and it was just like he just basically like the Lord basically just said to me like that was your sign like I do care about you Aww. and that you know it's gonna be okay and just keep on going and I just remember like going home and like crying yeah. and just like thanked him so much because that's just what I like needed at that exact second like yeah. parents I I hope my kids know I never doubt and if they ever doubt if I love them I would want them to say, mm -hmm. do you still love me? I would want them to ask me so that I could reassure them that I do. And so I love that a hot chocolate, you know, <laughs> told you that, a dog mm -hmm. and a hot chocolate. <laughs> and isn't that so sweet that something so small, but something so important to you, let you know that the Lord was so aware mm -hmm. of you. I know that, like, I guess I just know that Jesus Christ really is our Savior and our Redeemer, and He's just aware of everyone. And um, I heard someone say once that, you know, even if we were the only person on the earth, like, the Savior would still um, perform the atonement for us because He knew that it needed to happen. And, um, and, you know, we needed to feel that, that relief from guilt, um, and also relief from just all the pains in, in life. And I'm just, I was just so, I'm grateful that I was able to represent him for even a short amount of time and just realize really who he is and, and who we can become through him and really just whose we are and who we are and that you know he he truly is the only the only way he's not the backup plan when we are in trouble or whatever he is the plan and that 
he just has a perfect love for everyone that, you know, we can never fully understand. But I'm glad that I was able to experience it and still experience it um, and feel that perfect love for, for others as well. And so, just leave that with you in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. <laughs> Taylor, thank you so much. Taylor covered that great. We just want to end with saying God is in charge. We are on his team and all is well. Thank you, Taylor, and good luck with Thank school. You. Oh, my gosh. <laughs>